So this Sunday, we are continuing with the fruit of the Spirit. We're thinking about goodness. Have you been remembering them all? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, which Raymond gave us last week, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Today is all about goodness. Goodness is primarily a quality, a moral quality, that has its perfection as we see it in God. And today, as we think about goodness for us and our lives, we'll be thinking about how we can let God and his goodness fill every part of our lives. I heard about this teacher. She wanted to teach her students about self-esteem. So she said to her class, everyone who thinks you're dumb, please stand up. She didn't think anybody would stand and she'd make the point how no one was dumb. But about that time, little Johnny stood up. She didn't know quite what to do. So she said, now Johnny, do you really think you're dumb? He said, no ma'am. I just hate to see you standing there all by yourself. I think just about everyone is in favour of goodness, aren't we? But sometimes, like Johnny, our intentions get mixed up. Goodness, it's in the same category as apple crumble, the one that your mum makes, or kittens and unicorns and rainbows. It is good. The trouble is, it may be harder to get hold of just what goodness means and how our lives can be enriched as this fruit of God's Spirit is developed within us. The problem is that in our own strength, we tend not to do the good. We're selfish and we're out for our own ends. Without Jesus, I think we're lost. Now, are your hackles up? Because you consider yourself to be a really good person. But what would it be like if God were to withdraw his goodness from you and the world? How would you be changed? Sometimes theologians make a difference between God's common goodness, all the blessings that are available to all the world, and his special goodness, the blessings that are connected with salvation. So every raindrop, every starry night, every beautiful day, every bit of food, every good night's sleep, every minute of health. In other words, all the things that make us happy and sustain us, they are a gift from God. And this represents his goodness, his common goodness. But even greater than that, though, is his generosity to us as sinful people, as it is manifested through his redemption. That is his special goodness. That is his plan to redeem the world through the life, the death and the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. I wonder how life would be without these common blessings or special blessings. Psalm 107 is a classic unpacking of God's goodness, of how his actions reveal his goodness and provide the standard for developing this fruit in our own lives. Let's read Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the land of the foe, those he gathered from the lands from the east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in the desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them in a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains, because they rebelled against God's command and despised the plans of the Most High. 
so he had subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for humankind. For he breaks down the gates of bronze and cuts through the bars of iron. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. And then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for humankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. Some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on mighty wars. They saw the works of the Lord and his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest and lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths, and their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and they staggered like drunks. They were at their wits' end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt in him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into a thirsty ground and fruitful land into salt waste because of the wickedness of those who lived there. He turned the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. There he brought the hungry to live, and they found a city where they could sit. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them, and their numbers greatly increased, and he did not let their herds diminish. Then their numbers decreased, and they were humbled by oppression, calamity, and sorrow. He who pours contempt on nobles made them wander in a trackless waste. But he lifted the needy out of their affliction and increased their families like flocks. The upright see and rejoice, but all the wicked shut their mouths. So let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. J.I. Packer, who sadly just passed away in his 90s just recently in his classic book, Doing God writes, the whole psalm is a majestic panorama of the operations of divine goodness that transforms human lives. The context of this psalm is thought to be a time of celebration after the Jews have returned from their exile in Babylon. God's people have got back home. The psalm, therefore, can be read on a literal level of the people of Israel. The themes of goodness, of steadfast love, of the Lord of his goodness, redemption, of the universality, of the eligibility to receive the gospel, summarize this psalm. And the psalm gives us four illustrations of God's goodness. Verses 4 to 9, 10 to 16, 17 to 22, and 23 to 32. They all contain four key elements, a calamity, a cry for help, a description of God's salvation, 
and a call to give thanks. This could be your life, this could be my life. What are the needs of the people in each of these sections? Which needs do you most relate to? Look at the imagery in here. You can find things that resonate with you. We can all say we've been there. We can relate to this psalm, and I think we can really appreciate God's unfailing goodness as we tease it out. But here is the solution to our problem of how we choose ourselves over others too often. Notice that each time the people call out to God for help, God saves. Is this your reaction when you're in trouble? Do you call upon his name for salvation or do you forget? Is he your last port of call in the midst of the maelstrom of life? Because when you call, he answers. And repeatedly, the psalmist urges those who have been delivered to give thanks to the Lord. Why do this? Why does the psalmist ask us to do this? Because we forget and we need the reminder. Too often we forget that God is good and his goodness helps us to live lives of goodness. And as we call out to him, he ministers to us by the power of his spirit and his goodness flows through us. She was a tiny wee woman and she began with the most meagre of resources. Mother Teresa, she told her superiors, I have three pennies and a dream from God to build an orphanage. Teresa, her mother, her superior said, you can't build an orphanage with three pennies. With three pennies, you can't do anything. I know, she said, smiling, but with God and three pennies, I can do anything. What do we do with this knowledge of God's unending, enduring goodness? Well, we give thanks. We thank him for his goodness and his love. Verses 22 and 32, bring thank offerings. What does that look like for you today? How do you develop an attitude of gratitude? Do you have a Thanksgiving jar like the kids had an opportunity to make a few weeks ago? Do you have a journal that you write in? Or do you jump for joy? Or do you tell others? You can do all these things. But the point being, develop rhythms each day to remember the goodness of God that is flowing through you. And there are going to be ups and downs. None of us are promised a smooth sail. So what do we do? Verse 43. The psalmist concludes, whoever is wise, heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. Remember that God is good, and as, he, as you see how God has answered people's cries throughout the ages, and he's still doing it today, we need to share these testimonies today, we can trust that God is in our corner, and we need to let his goodness through. Do others see the goodness in you? If not, what can you do about it? How about you ask those closest to you for an honest response? Here you get on. You need to be open to let God work in and through you. That means repentance. It means submitting to his will. And perhaps a softness where once there was a hardness. Jackie Pullinger speaks about having soft hearts and hard feet rather than hard hearts and soft feet. Maybe something needs to soften. What needs to soften in you to let God's goodness through? So how about you thank God for his goodness and his unfailing love, even when you're in the desert, or the prison, or the storm? How about you ask him this day, right now, to develop the fruit of goodness in your life? We often think we have the proper perspective on an issue, when in fact we're way off. There's a great story of Thomas Wheeler, who was the CEO of Massachusetts Mutual Life Insurance Company. 
He tells on himself that he and his wife were driving along the highway when he noticed that their car was low in peril. So Wheeler got off the highway, got into the next exit. He found this run-down ramshackle gas petrol station with just one pump. He asked the loan attendant to fill the tank and check the oil. Then he went round for a little walk to stretch his legs and as he was returning to the car, he noticed that the attendant and his wife were having this great discussion. They were in an animated conversation. The conversation stopped as he paid the attendant, but as he was getting back in the car, he saw the attendant wave and heard him say, it's great talking to you, it's good to see you again. And as they drove out of the station, Wheeler asked his wife if she knew the man, and she admitted, yeah, she did. They'd gone to high school together. They'd actually gone out for about a year or so. Boy, you were lucky that I came along, bragged Wheeler. If you'd married him, you would be married to an attendant at a gas station instead of the wife of a chief executive officer. My dear, replied his wife, if I'd married him, he'd be the chief executive officer and you would be the petrol station attendant. We often think that we have the proper perspective, but sometimes we just lose it, we miss it completely. God knows this and he calls us back to the scriptures for the fundamentals. I want to just close off this sermon with many of the promises that God has given us in his word. And I would love us to soak in these promises, to receive them, to let them fill us so that we will always know how good he is. Let his, let his promises fill you up now and keep them. Soak yourself in scripture and see amazing things happen. Psalm 145 verse 9 The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that he has made. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 34 Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Psalm 100 verse 5 For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. James 1 verse 17 Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. 2 Samuel 7 verse 28 Sovereign Lord, you are God. Your covenant is trustworthy, and you have promised these good things to your servant. Isaiah 40 Verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 40 verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 43 verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Matthew 6, verses 31 to 33. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? 
for the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Matthew 11 verses 28 to 30 Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. John 14 verse 6 Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 8 verse 12 I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Isaiah 61 verse 1 The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. John 14 verses 15 to 16 If you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. John 10 10 The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Search through the scriptures. Hold on to the promises that he has in there for you and let them fill you and surround you with the promises he has given you. And actually fill yourself with the testimonies of people who are surrounding you today as well. And if there's not enough people giving you those good news stories, then switch them off and go and find the good news people. Because I want you to know today that God is good. His love endures forever. And we need to remember and never forget. And as we remember his goodness to us, as we invite his goodness in, because we are people of God who want to invite the Spirit of God in, as we invite the Spirit in, his goodness fills us. We become better people. And that shines through and other people are blessed by the ways that we live. So have an attitude of gratitude. Give thanks even in the storms. And love Jesus.